0: Again, going to wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them down,
1: don't let them beat you up There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you
0: love Don't let them tell you no, don't let them talk that shit The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit Don't let them get you down, you just stand up to tall Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all
1: All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And we have got got some stuff and things to do this time.
0: High-level stuff. Important stuff.
1: Super high-level important stuff. Super
0: Hollywood high-level important things.
1: Yeah. And also New York, East Coast
0: time, Central time, and West Coast time.
1: But not Mountain time, because fuck them, they're weird. No.
0: They don't get TV. They can stay on their <laughs> tractors and listen to whatever. That's right. Doesn't That's matter. right.
1: No TV in the in the hills. The hills have eyes, but those eyes ain't watching TV. Because
0: they don't have ears, because they just have eyes. it's so true. We high-powered studio executives here at uh, Final Hour Studios, <laughs> we don't give a damn. <laughs> we do not give a damn about you, Mountain Time. Sorry. Have we'll you ever you tried
1: w- asking somebody like w- to explain the different, like the people that live in the Mountain Time, like, Ask them. So, like, are you an hour ahead of us, or what is that? And they're like, we kind of have our own thing. Like, I, I don't even, I still don't know how it works. It's, I don't think it's just a clean hour break. I think there's some kind of weird, fucked up half hour shit too.
0: It might be. no I know. I, you know, what's crazy though? Um, Arizona does not participate in daylight savings time. So I have no idea what time it is there ever.
1: What year is it there? I did. How long probably, have they been doing this? Is I it like
0: know, forever? Like they've never had daylight savings time as far as I know. So when did
1: we start daylight saving times like in the 1950s or something?
0: I think so. Yeah, or maybe before then. That's one I don't know. I should know that. I I read it somewhere but I don't remember what it was. So but so uh, it's but been it a while. It's not a recent thing.
1: It, right. So for at least 50 or 60 years while we've been jerking around with the fall back spring ahead stuff, they just have been like, "Nah, fuck it. You'll catch up later." Pretty much. Hmm.
0: They just they keep rolling with it and they're an hour they're they're mountain time. So they're they're an hour ahead of of the West Coast. So if you're on the West Coast and you want to know what time it is in Arizona, good luck. You have no clue. It could be an hour ahead, an hour behind, two hours, and three. Who knows? Uh, it's like the Chinese New Year. You're like, what? It happens, but I have no idea what year it is for them. You know. So that kind You of know
1: thing. that's that's really annoying too because uh, Phoenix happens to be one of the what I've found whenever I've traveled anywhere from anywhere or to anywhere where L.A. is one of the destinations. Mm. Um. Phoenix is a very popular spot that airlines use for uh, connections. Yep, that's got to be a pain in the ass when you're trying to like plan out. You're like, you know, making that connection because you it that whole time change thing is going to be fucking weird.
0: Yeah, no, you're screwed that. I mean, if you're coming on an international flight landing in Phoenix, it's like, well, you're going to land on an island of time that doesn't exist anywhere else in the United States, <laughs> and then you're going go to go a different time. Good luck with that, foreigners. Ha <laughs> ha. But whatever they are, they don't get any... They get no television there, is what I say to them. No television at all. Mountain Time can have TV now, but not Arizona. Because we don't know what time to put your TV on, Arizona. So we here at at Final Hour Studios, we say, take a hike, go back to your desert, cry. (laughs) But not too much, because then you'll be dehydrated because you're too hot.
1: So what what is more bothersome to you about Arizona? The, The time vortex, or the fact that their NBA team is the Suns, and their mascot is a gorilla.
0: I've never understood that, but then again, most team mascots make no sense to me whatsoever. Like, what do the Orlando what? Magic have? Have you ever seen the thing that the Magic yeah. have? What is that? I thought they had a, isn't
1: not I thought they had a wizard for a while, didn't they?
0: Nope. That's the Washington Wizards. But guess what? They don't have a wizard either. They have some weird thing that is a thing. Like, I don't know. Are you
1: sure, like, back in the 90s, the Orlando Magic didn't have, like, some wizard dude that wore black and blue?
0: Not that I've ever known. No, then maybe, but uh, no. They've always had the weird. It's got like a, a a horn, like one of those bike horns for a nose, and it's like it looks oh, like you're right. It looks like Cookie Monsters, like um, growth hormone deficient or uh, uh proliferate uh, brother or something. It's weird.
1: It's kind of like the uh, is it the 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 Phillies? Don't they have like a weird? Yeah, the Phillies Muppet have a thing like that too.
0: Because what's well, a Philly? So they just decided the Philly is this, you know, I animal thought a philly that was a horse. But it's spelled differently. Philly is spelled like F-I-L-L-Y. And that's not how they name it. They're the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't know, maybe some guy named Phil was like, call it the Phillies, please. And they did. And that's it. (laughs) And now they're stuck with that. And their interpretation of a Philly is some sort of accident from the Five Mile Island nuclear meltdown. That's what they've decided (laughs) their mascot should be. So I guess. Yeah, no, there's weird that mascots. Like Benny the Bull makes sense. There's nothing wrong bulls. with Benny the Bull. No, I said he made sense. He makes total sense. Benny the Bull okay, makes I sense. Okay, I was
1: waiting. I was like, I, you said none of them make sense. And I was like, fuck that. And the Raptors, Toronto has that inflatable Raptor guy, which if you've ever seen oh, the yeah. fail videos of him falling downstairs, it's that is awesome. pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Toronto Raptors. The trail the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers, they used mm-hmm. to have like an old trailblazer, like an old like uh, like he basically looked like a minor guy like he had like a yeah, like pioneer a prospector. dude yeah a prospector which was fine it was like okay trailblazer sure now they've got a a cat like a wild cat that's all white uh, yeah. his name's Blaze and he makes no sense yeah so they trade well, like it makes no sense at all
1: being up there in Oregon they might as well just make him a giant cartoon sized doobie Sure, and just let that be the Blazers.
0: That could that would actually make a lot of sense. Maybe they should look right. into that, make a giant
1: joint. So yeah, I don't know. And that would make a lot of sense. And I'd they like could that. give him like uh, like bloodshot eyes and shit.
0: Why? <laughs> why not? I'm sure Portland would go crazy. Keep Portland weird, like a T-shirt that says that on him or something. And
1: <gasps> yeah, that be awesome. could be the Blazers mascot. Is that that Darth Vader in a kilt with bagpipes that shoot fire on the unicycle? That guy.
0: Yeah. Why not? Let him in there. They already do, like, weird stuff at games where they've got, like, this is the Portland hipster and stuff. You're like, what? Makes no sense.
1: Do the Brooklyn Nets have a mascot? And is it literally just, like, a net that they put mm. googly eyes on or something?
0: I know it's not a net. I don't know what their mascot is. There's teams that, like you, like, you hear their names, and you're like, that makes no no sense. I do know that for a brief time back when Washington the Washington Wizards basketball team was the Washington Bullets, they had an actual bullet with eyes and a smile that came out and danced. And it looked I mean, like <laughs> it. It looked like a lipstick thing, but like gray. So you know, it didn't look that much like a bullet, but it was a bullet that danced for people. So that it used to exist.
1: They, uh, I don't know why they decided this would be a, a fearsome team name, but I know that the uh, the pelicans exist. Are they actually do they have, have a, pelican. a pelican? Yeah, they do. do yeah, they? He's,
0: okay. he's a very angry looking pelican. Pelican. He looks mm-hmm. like he's gonna like beat the crap out of someone. He's very scary. So, I mean, I guess if you're going to call yourself the Pelicans, you really got to up the fear factor with your your mascot. So they did. They brought it.
1: But uh, I bring that up because I know that uh, you've got to be excited. We're about, what, a month or so away from the NBA season starting.
0: Yeah, about a month. Well, more than a month. But uh, I mean, training camp starts in like three weeks for them. So, yeah, they'll get get going.
1: It's late October, right?
0: The literally the last day, for ha- Halloween is usually, like, two days before Halloween is the first game.
1: Oh, gotcha, that's right. So they, right. they start I then. Well, because, okay, so then uh, if that doesn't start until late October, um, I mean, what are we going to watch on TV?
0: I've been watching baseball. I've still got baseball until the end of October, and then I switch over to basketball, and I have to spend not much time with um, Satan's crappy sport of lawyerdom. <laughs> Which is uh, just boring as hell now. Uh, seriously, I tried right. to watch uh, football this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I could not watch football.
1: I was bored. Wait, you didn't even watch your your Niners play because they fucking nope. cleaned up.
0: I went to a Dodgers game instead.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. You did.
0: Went to a Dodgers game. They like, won two no, though. This. They did. That was nice. And then lost last night. But you know, yeah, I just I was like, people always like harp on about baseball. It's such a boring sport. And I was like sitting in front of football. I'm like my God, I never realized how boring this is. It's just like they go back and forth on the field and kick the ball, and occasionally someone scores a touchdown, and it's like, woo, but it doesn't happen that often, and you're like,
1: Uh, ah. You must not have watched the Titans game then, because that was actually enjoyable. Now, granted, they're one of my teams. I think think our listeners know by now I have a slight affinity for the Bears, but um, my secondary team is the Tennessee Titans, and it has been since they, the first year they existed as the Titans. Yeah. And this might be the second year since they've existed that they might be decent. Granted, they played Tampa Bay, so we need to see them play a really professional team mm. first. But it I looked good.
0: The Mariota kid looked good. Yeah. Marcus Mariota looked great. Uh, Not yeah. A bad I, d- start. I don't know whether to chalk that up to the Titans being amazing or the Bucks being terrible or a mixture of both. We'll see. I'm going to say mixture so. of both.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing, though, I'm waiting to see with the Bears. Um, and I know we were going to talk football later, but I figured let's just do it now. We're here. Jump in now. The, the Bears, as you mentioned, were supposed to be horrible this, this season. And yeah. granted, they did lose, but they lost in surprisingly close fashion, and they actually led for... A good chunk of that game, where I mean, the Packers were the Packers were chasing, and then the Packers had to try and disan- distance themselves, and then the Bears almost actually made it uh, made it interesting. I'm interested to see how they do with some because the Packers are a good team, so I'm oh interested yeah, to yeah. see how the Bears do against a more middle level team.
0: Well, there's a couple couple factors um, to mitigate. A, I think the Bears are better than people thought they were. I think the defense particularly is better than we thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was impressive. The offense, I I was looking at, I watched the highlights of that game, uh, which is the new way I watch football now. I just watch the highlights, and I'm like, cool, that was awesome. I didn't have to spend three hours watching men collide into each other and grunt. I can just watch Mm -hmm. them do that in, like, three minutes, and then not have to worry about the rest. So I'd watch the highlights, and um, uh, from what I saw, it looked a lot, and from the stat sheet, it looked like Matt Forte carried that offense on his shoulders pretty broadly.
1: He like. did because the Packers could not stop the run for some reason, which was amazing. But I will say, beyond that, Jay Cutler, up until when it got to be when he was having to rush there towards the end to try and catch up, and he threw one pick mm. for that whole game, it was a different Jay Cutler. And I don't know if it's credit needs to go to him or if it needs to go to the new head coach or a combination like a collaboration of the two because what and the commentators are saying the same thing, but it was really visible. He was, he had poise. He wasn't rushing shit and throwing into uh, situations he shouldn't Mm. be. He actually took time, surveyed the field, made smart moves. Uh, It was a different Jay Cutler. So, yes, Forte was explosive and a good part of it. But, honestly, I mean, Cutler really did actually hold his own and did pretty well against the Packers. So
0: I always feel so bad because I always pop your bubbles, but... I just like I feel like that's my job as a as a as a as a let's friend let's of a Chicago p- sports fan to be like no I know yeah the Cubs did great this year but let's not get too excited or you know the bit I watched and some of what I've read a Jay Cutler had the frustrating thing about Jay Cutler is he is the walking dead of quarterbacks and I don't mean that as in he's a zombie I mean that as mo- there are moments where he's great. He's phenomenal. Like, you watch (laughs) Walking Dead, and there are seasons, there are shows within a season where you're like, this is the best show on TV, like, ever. This is amazing. And then he will, er, he or the show, will go off the goddamn rails when the going gets tough (laughs) and disappear for three to four episodes and then pop back up with a good one and then go away. And then have, like, two good ones and then go away. Like, if you look at Jay Cutler, he is the streakiest motherfucking quarterback in the NFL. So to have a good game, I agree, coming out the gates, it's better. But at this point in his career, I don't think he's going to turn over a new leaf and suddenly be a completely different human being. Like, everybody talks about, oh, this is the year Jay Cutler puts it together. And they've been saying that since the second year he came into the NFL. And I think at some point you just have to accept that he is who he is. He's a quarterback that... When the run game is working, he's not going to give the away the, the ball too much. He's going to be great. But when he has pressure and the run game is going nowhere and they actually stop the run game and it's on him, he tends to fold. And so we'll see. Maybe, and if the Bears can keep the line going well and Forte going well, they could be better than, than we expect. If Jay Cutler has, if you get lucky, because sometimes The Walking Dead, like season four was great, and then season five sucked total donkey balls. So maybe this is season four because season 3 was only iffy. So maybe you might be there, but I I would just caution being too excited about Jay Cutler.
1: I wasn't super excited about Jay Cutler. I was just saying he wasn't art-hearted. So yes. whereas usually you see him give away the game, I I quote my dad cuz I was talking to my dad about it and he made a good point. He actually said, "Yeah, yeah, Jay Cutler there, you know, he's not he doesn't have to win the game for him. He's just got to not lose it." As long as he doesn't lose the game for them and just kind of, you know, get out of the way and let some other people play, they might have a shot. Well,
0: wow, that's a terrifyingly good representation of your dad, uh, <laughs> uh, all la the Bears guys. Right? Um, no, but, yeah, no, you're, he's absolutely correct. Like, Jay Cutler, at his best, can take over a game and be amazing. Mm-hmm. And what you want him to do, like, what you'd settle for as a Chicago fan instead of him having being amazing some days and then terrible and actually, like, anti-Bears the next day, would be like, could you just be average, Jay? Could you... Like, look at the Bears when they have an average quarterback. They do great. Kyle Orton, for all those seasons, they did just fine. They got to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as their quarterback. The Bears always have a great running game and a great defense, and then the passing game just needs to not fuck it up. And unfortunately cutler keeps fucking it, so maybe this is the year where he only fucks it up like four or five times and then you you get like a nice record out of it could be it could be that year i gotta say i thought the packers defense did not look great coming out of the preseason they kind of got ran over by a lot of people so i don't mm. think it's as good a defense as it has been in the past they lost a lot of people uh but uh, who are they playing with the bears playing this next week they're playing um uh um, arizona right yeah yeah, this will be a test. This will be yeah. a good test. This will be a nice barometer because Arizona is a better team, I think, than they've been in the past. So mm-hmm. they got Carson Palmer healthy. We'll see how they do.
1: Who do you like after the debacle, which I'm sure you loved, the Seattle-St. Louis game. Nah. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, so there, there's there's two possible thoughts coming into this uh, this week because the, the Packers move on to play the Seattle Seahawks. And um, I think that the Packers could barely handle the Bears. And I think that Seattle got handled by the Rams. And I think Seattle is going to be playing angry. Mm -hmm. Although I also thought Adrian Peterson was going to be playing angry. And that didn't happen. But what do you think? Do you think Seattle is... Is actually kind of fucked this year, or do you think we see them roar back here in week two and and uh, and really bring it out?
0: I think they'll take the uh, the Packers out. Yeah, um, the Packers are, and this is no knock on the Bears, who did a great job keeping up with the Packers. But the Packers are not as awesome as everyone thinks because they just people assume, oh, Aaron Rodgers is healthy, therefore the Packers are going to be amazing. Now, their defense is way worse than it used to be, and losing Jordy Nelson is going to, like, they don't realize how much that hurt them. Like, Randall Cobb, now all you have to do to stop the Packers' pass attack guard Cobb. That's it. Yep. And then plug the line to stop Lacey. You're done. You did a good job. You don't need to worry about Devonte Adams or uh, Jeff Janice or whoever they have playing second and third wide right receiver. You've got cornerbacks that can shut them down one on one. Just stop Cobb, stop Lacey you're done you've stopped the Packers mm-hmm. they don't have any tight ends that can really blow you away so their offense is a lot less without Jordy Nelson so I think it's a bad year for the Packers and I think yeah the Seahawks they, they get upset by the Rams a lot like this isn't actually the first time it's happened like last year they got beat by the Rams and the year before that they think they got beat by the Rams so they get that's like a for some reason the Rams are their kryptonite so I think Seattle's just gonna absolutely bulldoze the damn Packers yeah
1: there's only one more team I wanted to talk about real quick, and if there's something we haven't covered that you wanted to, by all means, the Bills, man. Yep. I, I, I told my dad, because his secondary team is the Bills, mm. so I told my dad, I said, man, if they keep playing like that, they could be on track to lose their sixth Super Bowl.
0: It would be great if they lost. I mean,
1: yeah, they could get in
0: there and lose another one to add to the banner of championship, divisional championship <laughs> trophies they have. Yeah, no, they were good, hands down. I don't know what... I mean, they they figured out how to shut Andrew Luck down. They just blitzed Mm -hmm. him all day long. And uh, Frank Gore did not turn out to be as good as I think a lot of people thought he was going to be. Yeah, they were able to shut him down. Uh, If I'm I'm a Colts fan, I'm a little worried because they're playing the Jets, who also have a good defense and used to be coached up until last year by Rex Ryan. So I imagine they're still... You know, they, the, the Bills are, are going to be a better team, I think. I, I was very surprised by the quarterback, actually, Tyrod Taylor. Never heard of him. No idea who he was. And he did what a Bears quarterback needs to do. He didn't fuck it up. Like, he just, <laughs> he did not turn the ball over. He played smart. And he didn't fuck it up. And that was enough to win, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I think the Bills are a lot more dangerous than people thought they were for sure.
1: Well, and it wasn't just enough to win. I mean, it wasn't just a quick victory. They they It was dominant.
0: Yeah, they stopped the crap out of him that first half, and then kind of let him back into it in the second half. But, or sorry, fourth quarter. Even this, how long it took? I think they just basically put the subs in, and we like, whatever, they're not gonna yep. catch us. And even if you do, we'll just put our guys back out there. So, right? Yeah, they uh, Rex Ryan's a smart defensive coach, uh, and he proved it. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh,
1: that was another fun thing about the Titans game was start of the fourth quarter, uh, Mariota's not even in. They had pulled yeah. him. I was like, well, that's uh. Pretty That's pretty epic. A, I saw a great meme um, on the uh, on the Book of Faces that was Mariota sitting there. And it says, "I don't always smoke, but when I do, I smoke Winston." Yeah. And I I That's was nice. like, "That's pretty great." That was funny. That's good. Uh, now, um, what
0: was the thing I saw? Uh, people were full of uh, something about Pete Carroll's Seahawks. I don't remember. so, so there, was, there were Seahawks jokes floating around, which I enjoyed. Something, um, something,
1: <clears throat> Pete Carroll, Seahawks. Yeah,
0: some I don't know, It's funny. Uh, now, the <laughs> other game I talk about is, we kind of talked a little bit about it, uh, the 49ers won, which I did not mm-hmm. expect because I fully anticipate them to suck, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, I fully anticipate them to get their ass handed to them in Pittsburgh uh, when a vengeful Big Ben Roethlisberger roars out of the tunnel, and, and, and I'll just say it rapes them all. Um, mm mm-hmm. Uh, So we'll see. But maybe I was very surprised they they beat the Vikings. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson is not really – like, they changed the blocking scheme that they do for his runs now. Like, Mm. uh, Terry Bridgewater, the quarterback, plays out of the shotgun a lot. And uh, Peterson's never had to take handoffs in the shotgun. So that's entirely new for him. So I think that was part of why he did not really get going. I think he'll get better. I hope to God for my fantasy football team's (laughs) sake. (laughs) <laughs> all of my fantasy football teams, which all have Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you, that he uh, gets better. you relied
1: heavy on AP this year.
0: I have backups, so it's not going to ruin me if I don't, but it is not going to make for an I, I was very happy to get him in all the leagues and like, wow, sweet, this is going to be good, and it has not so far. So hopefully he gets Is that the, the
1: third season in a row that you've been really hinging on AP?
0: Uh, no, just last year was a big AP. I mean, he's he's... The best running back in the game, arguably. Uh, though I think that title's slipping. I think uh, I'm going to move yeah. on to somebody else now.
1: I think but, he's uh, maybe the best running back in the league in the same way that Chris Johnson is still the best running back in the league.
0: Wow. You're putting him down there with Johnson? No, he's not. <laughs> a little bad. bit. No. I think he's going to surprise the hell out of some people. Uh, uh, genuinely, even if I didn't know him, I think he's going to get better because that's his first. He didn't play a single snap in the preseason. Like, this is his first game, really. So, we'll yeah. see. I think he'll get better once he gets used to how things are there now. And I think the coaches, if they're smart, will stop running him out of the shotgun and give him some of the old plays to work with. And that should help. So
1: I think uh, what they should do is just whenever Bridgewater's handing it off, he just should whisper to him, DCFS is coming. And Peterson will go. just fucking book it.
0: Bolt. Yeah, be like, wow, he's so quick now. Or maybe if they <laughs> got a Willow switch and just hit him in the balls <clears throat> as he ran by. I'd <laughs> I'd make him go pretty fast. I imagine I'd be all right. There you go. Just some advice for you over there, Vikings coaches.
1: Before we leave football talk, it was discussed. I think briefly on the quarter hour. We weren't there this week, but our last episode of quarter hour when we had those uh, those NFL broadcasters. Yeah, for us. guys
0: are professionals for sure.
1: Oh, totally. They talked about a little bit about you know the the headphone scandal. I think you know New England was doing the headphone yeah. stuff yeah but uh did you hear about the other one that I actually think holds a little more water as uh, as being pretty There's another screwy. one?
0: I didn't I've yeah. not I just heard about the headphone thing and then they kind of resolved it and I was like, yeah well, that's the world we live in now we just suspect you every time something goes bad, Brady. so but what uh, was the other thing?
1: Uh, it was I want to say in the fourth quarter, and again, this game is in New England, right? Yeah, so in the fourth quarter at one point, they're in the huddle, and the play clock uh, is ticking down, and it gets to, like, 14 or 13 seconds left, and they're still in the huddle. And you can actually see, because the camera was in on him, Brady kind of, like, looks up, and uh, speculation, m- in my opinion, and what the reason this is circulating on the interwebs, he looks up and sees something off-camera, you know, and he reacts to it, and he then looks up and forward, and he kind of does a raise-the-roof motion with one hand, and all of a sudden, the play clock, which is now at, like, 10 or 11 seconds, pops over to 25. What? Yeah. Was it, more, more time got it? added to the play clock?
0: Was it... I mean,
1: that seems like... I mean, maybe there was supposed to be time on the play clock, or...? Usually, that has to be requested by a ref if they need to adjust something, but, like, maybe they didn't notice, and he was like, hey, guys, the, the play clock. And they were Regardless, like, "Regardless, okay. uh, It's one of those things where, because refs have made mistakes, you know, with the clock before, and they either rectify it or, or like, you know, I've, I've seen it where, um, you know, they give a team one too many downs or something because mm. they're just yeah, yeah. not paying attention. And, unfortunately, it's always been, oh, the refs made a mistake or the officials made a mistake, and you go with it. It is weird that the clock is running out, and Brady looks up, does a little motion, and all of a sudden in the home stadium, all you of a sudden that time. clock pops back up to 25 seconds. It's like, wait a minute. I
0: would, I would think the refs have like a timer in their hand that they'd be able to also. Like they would have gotten called for it or something. I don't
1: think so. Because think about it. I mean, they s- don't, they, have to, they don't, don't have to stop synchronize watches. that shit. That's true. They would. I don't know. Yeah, they it, might. Because it restarts after every play, unless they're all going to go and click. You know, it's not gonna work.
0: Never underestimate the pointlessly complicated world of uh, National Football League. Uh but yeah, no, I mean it, it could be. And here's the thing. This is gonna sound ridiculous because of the level of one thing and the level of another. Mm. You know, one it's like when you're like, you know what this is, this is another nine eleven. But <laughs> after nine eleven, everything in America was, oh my god, it's a bomb plot. Everything. Like they, oh, man, uh, this guy was wearing a shoe on his right foot and he's Muslim. Get him. You know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's just like that was a thing. But that's where we're at with Brady now. Like he's we're not like to 9-11 era, but but he's been like he did something, you know, and he clearly got away with it. And now everybody's like now we question everything the Patriots do because they keep getting into these scandals. And so, whether you want to believe it's true or not, whether you're from, which essentially comes down to, are you from Boston or a Patriots fan (laughs) or not? You know, like whether you're a Patriots fan or not, whether you believe he deserved it or not, you question everything about the Patriots now. Everything they do is suddenly now, yeah, Tom Brady took a drink out of a bottle of water, probably had steroids in it. You know, like you just, you don't know. He automatically doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore, much like our poor Muslim brethren did after 911 where it was like oh you're a muslim on a plane yeah you're probably going to bomb this thing quick let's take care of this guy well
1: but i mean there's 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 reason behind that cuz i mean le- we can we can depart from football now and take this into just a sociological issue or a philosophical issue or whatever the hell it would be psychological i don't know sure if if you and i we've been friends for a while right
0: sure decades millennia
1: yeah and uh and and Let's just pick a very common, uh, 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 an innocuous factoid about me is that I'm from Illinois. Yes?
0: Sure. Yep.
1: Would agree okay. with that. Uh, now, let's say that, uh, I don't know, after the multiple decades we've known each other, if you find out, I've never been to Illinois. I'm I'm from Ohio. Mm. and And there's no reason for it. But for whatever reason, I've been lying to you. All along about being from Illinois, you you are going to s- just start to question anything I say, because about Illinois, yes. Of, well, and just in general, I mean, if I'm going to lie oh, about that's where true. I'm from, I may lie about anything. That's so, true. So also, I would
0: congratulate you on 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 having won a Super Bowl or re- or a World Series more recently than <laughs> you would have if you had been from <laughs> Illinois. So congratulations on Thanks. that. Thanks. But, but
1: but I mean, you know, so it's, it it does make sense, you know, as soon as you catch somebody cheating, you instantly have to, you know, it does discredit everything, because even if that was the only instance, and I've been through this myself, where, you know, because nobody's perfect, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really fucking close, but I'm not perfect, Mm -hmm. and so I've been, I've been caught, you know, making bad decisions in the past, and it really, d- even if that's the only one of the, of that particular type of choice or situation, it True. does color all the past. And it's like, okay, well, so th- is that the only one we are aware of, or is that well, the yeah. only one?
0: And particularly we live in an, in an age of absolutes where uh, we jump to conclusions very quickly. Now the faux outrage that we like to throw around now is like, right. Did, did someone do something? Oh, I'm angry about that. We t- we've talked about that a lot on the show, but that's, I mean, it's similar, uh, and mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, after nine eleven, we susp- you suddenly became very suspicious. I became suspicious of. I'd see a Muslim on a plane and be like, "Hmm, I hope they checked him out," you know. Like, and, sh- and I like to think of myself as not totally racist, but I was obviously pretty you're racist. You're right pretty there. racist. I have my moments for sure. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's like, that's that's part of it's it's a broken trust, you know. And and uh, Tom Brady, I think definitely broke the nfl's trust quite a bit there uh you know and i wouldn't say muslims broke anyone's trust but I was gonna some say kind of uh <laughs> some muslims did commit a horrible act therefore sort of making us not trust muslims uh True. whether that whether it's good or, or you know right or not to to suspect them or not it 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 made it happen. It just was a thing. You know, you wish it weren't, but it does. I you yeah. know, a Tom Brady actually doesn't deserve. I'll even say this, he doesn't deserve. I would say 90% of the time Tom Brady plays by the rules and he plays extremely well by the rules, which as I've said before, makes it extremely infuriating when that douchebag has to cheat 10% of the time. So, yeah. but yeah, you suddenly you just don't trust him cuz cuz he's sketchy. He
1: is sketchy. Now, this may be a shock to you, but there are not. Um, I'm trying to do a second segue here because our transition because I had it set up beautifully and you shat all over it earlier, so I'm gonna try another one. Okay. Um, there, there actually are people out there that uh, that listen to our show, <laughs> believe it or not. So but I, there I hope there are people out there that listen to the show that couldn't give two fucks about mm. sports. I what? would actually I would I would I would go so far as to say that my non Jewish Jewish mother has like maybe point five fucks to give about sports. Wow. So
0: it's I know almost right? a negative negative amount of fucks given.
1: I know, it's close. It's yeah. uh it's I'm really I close. I g- I
0: I know of a few people that listen to our show that give negative fucks about sports. So yeah.
1: Right. So for those people, mm. um I'll I'll ask again what what are we supposed to watch on TV <laughs> if it's not sports? <laughs> I think that goes down as the worst segue of the year on the <laughs> season. No, that one you know, gets it, the was, award. it was beautiful 25 minutes ago. It was great when we went from NBA and I was like, oh, well, what's going to be able to watch? Like, I watch baseball. <laughs> uh, because you asked
0: me what I'm watching, and it's <laughs> not football. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going for football. I wanted us to get here. So, Brian, last year about this time, mm. we covered, and there was at least two people that I know of that enjoyed this, so I figured that's enough to make us do it again. We okay. took a look at the upcoming fall TV lineup.
0: Oh, no, I wanted. I, I gave you a good intro. I was trying to throw you right to, to I don't know, we're going back over this. <laughs> I gave you studio executives talking in the first five minutes of the show, and you asked me about basketball, and I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to talk about the TV stuff. I guess we'll go talk about <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Fuck it. This so is, this I, is why I gave you a golden opening, and you just why we snubbed it and walked away and just wanted to talk about <laughs> gorillas and Phoenix. I'm like, okay, why not?
1: Gorillas in Phoenix it is. We Fuck should uh, we should really discuss things before we start these shows. <laughs> it's a theory. Have <laughs> so it planned? No. Some level of, of coordination. <laughs>
0: We're just like anyway. some awkward dance class from seventh grade, trying to like—is <laughs> this like a square dance? I don't know. Fuck it, I don't even want to touch you. You have cooties. <laughs> Get away from me. That kind so, of shit.
1: So, what I'm hearing is about 25, 30 minutes ago, I I got I I set up a beautiful transition that you shat on, but mm. about 35 minutes ago, mm-hmm. which is which is. Probably not possible. I don't even think we've been going that long yet. You no, it's set mountain up time, Arizona mountain, yeah, mountain time. mountain time. Minutes ago, y- yeah. You set up a, an equally beautiful transition, if not maybe yes. even more apropos. Yeah. Uh, and I and I I also shout on it. So my apologies, but I stand by the fact that no, from get the here on fuck out off the transition game. It's not your job, Brian. From it's here on out, it's not your fucking
0: job. When you fuck up a transition, I'm gonna call it. Oh man, you really took the gorillas to Phoenix that time, didn't you? <laughs> like that's the new <laughs> nomenclature for when a a say transition goes horribly on the show. I'm gonna be like, damn it, <laughs> the gorillas are in Phoenix again. It's <laughs> like that's just what we're doing from now on out. Fair trying enough. To, I'm trying to I was trying to assist your transition game. Don't get me Stockton, back on basketball talk. I was, I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to John Stockton you. I'd be mean the John Stockton promalone. <laughs> and you just like no. Fuck you, I'm LeBron. I'm LeBron <laughs> in season three in Cleveland. I don't have any other teammates. Okay. By the way, before so, we get to TV, because okay. hang
1: on, I got you now. You said LeBron. Are we gonna,
0: by the way, are we going to talk about the Muslim kid? Because I thought that was, that was where we were going. I figured like, we. we the, I
1: thought you were going there, too. I figured we'll end with that. Let's end on the happy news. Okay, So fine. Wait, um, hap- happy? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I've been drinking fine. all day. Fair um, enough. Good so choice. it rained in L.A., man. It did. Did you not bunker up and just start hitting the sauce thinking the world was ending? Because that's what I did.
0: Pretty, m- pretty much, yeah. I, I just had a, a bunch of, I w- odd, oddly enough, I got a bunch of water and I put it near me because I was pretty sure there was going to be no more water left even after the rain. And I was mm. like, it's over. So, yeah. It did. It rained. It was insane.
1: It did. It was terrifying. I, we're it we always We're not equipped for this here, man. No.
0: No. It it uh, it's, it's bad.
1: Before TV, though, real quick, because you mentioned LeBron James, train wreck. Yeah. Trainwreck, the movie. Yes, not not the horrible event that occurs around the country regularly. Not not our transition game. <laughs> no, not the gorillas <laughs> in Phoenix. No, the, no, the movie uh, Trainwreck, which yeah, you finally saw wreck. and
0: I finally saw. Like I think I saw it, it came out like when in like July or June uh, or something.
1: I like last year or something. I don't know. A while
0: ago, but I didn't yeah. see it until like two weeks ago, and you saw it like I saw it last weekend. Yeah,
1: there you go. So. We're on it. We're c- clearly that was a high priority for us. Um, but LeBron James, as much as I hate him, did really fucking good. Like really good.
0: He's got chops. Like uh, yeah, no, he he was quite good in the movie. The whole movie was amazing. Uh, it Judd was. Apatow's Judd Apatow's movies have been a little iffy lately, but I was really happy with that. Like that was well written, well done. Amy Schumer and Bill Hader were great in it. Good choices. Oh, absolutely. And then all the supporting cast, including one LeBron James. John Cena, amazing. too, though. How about yeah, John, John Cena? John Cena was great. Yeah, I'll give it up for John Cena and his uh, giant butt. R- yeah. Uh,
1: I, I've seen that man without a shirt on on a regular basis, mm. um, but I've never seen him without pants because when he wrestles, he actually wears, like, the long... He wears like, pants? Pa- yeah, he wears, like, jorts. Yeah. Well,
0: he should not wear pants because he, he could kill people with that ass. I and know, that right? That Like, that ass looked like it belonged on a, an attractive African-American female. That's how... Eh. Bootylicious, that butt maybe, was. Maybe,
1: maybe Serena Williams, but like not, not like a feminine-looking woman. No, no, no. It certainly it was.
0: It just there was a there was a power and a musculature to those buttocks that was intimidating <laughs> to me.
1: Uh, for those that haven't seen Trainwreck yet, uh, John Cena's pretty much fully nude in it, I think, except for like a washcloth, um, yep. and uh, because of that, and also because. I, I have to think it's partial, probably mostly the nudity, or almost nudity, but also I think that it, it's because, um, as kind of the whole theme of the movie, uh, Amy Schumer's character is kind of the uh, typical male in relationships, and all of the men in the movie seem to be filling the various uh, stereotypical female counterpart roles which I kind of liked. It was a big Yeah, they reversal. flipped. It. Yeah, that was nice. Um his and and Bill Hader and LeBron's relationship was just hilarious as LeBron
0: played a, played a great best friend. He, he did. was the typical I mean normally this with the conversations he and Bill Hader were having would have normally been between like Katherine Heigl and I Some don't other know the Another girl that plays a supporting role, Kat Dennings, probably. Yes, she's always the best friend. You know, so yeah, like, it, but yeah, those were that. That was basically their conversations. But with a male, like, there was a male sensibility to him, so it wasn't just like they were men talking like women. They were men, right? Who were men, but the rhythm and and pattern of the script was very much what you would expect from the Catherine Heigl Kat Denning conversation,
1: right? But also with John Cena, who, as mm. we've talked about, is a giant, burly, uh, Hulk-like man. He was the um, bimbo. He was yeah. He was the he. W- but he well. He, but he was the bimbo with a heart of gold. He was like he was the yeah. lovey-dovey, hopeless romantic bimbo. And um, yeah, that's true. He and, was yeah. And so like and so a friend of mine that had seen it first. Actually, phrased it as that he kind of comes off gay, and I don't think he came off gay at all. I think he just came no. off really in touch with his emotions and a, and a little feminine in that respect. Really more sensitive than feminine. Feminine's the wrong word. He he came off really sensitive. Yeah, he um, just came off like
0: a pretty sensitive, which was great because they'd spent the whole previous like spoilers, but not that many spoilers really. Uh, but like they spend the whole like film kind of building up to him being like just this bro, and yeah. then he'll uh, there's just this quick shift. At, at a moment in the script where you're like wait I did not see that coming really like I you know so that was a nice little move that they they showed that he, it gave him depth you know gave the character yeah. more depth than I I thought they would like all the characters really had a lot of depth like uh, her best friend at the magazine who was just like he's calling you after you just slept with him what's his problem <laughs> you know like that part's <laughs> what's trailer, wrong so with him? <laughs> yeah like she had a lot of depth to her character like every character in the film what there was no throwaway. Like LeBron James had a ton of depth to his character. He wasn't just the throwaway best friend character to be there and be like, oh, girl, that guy, he's just breaking
1: your heart. Or in this case, even, old uh, dude, even Stoudemire, who played himself as well. Uh, yeah, that was a great Stoudemire. part. Yeah. LeBron played himself. So like yeah. he was he obviously was playing, you know, a different probably persona than is the real LeBron James, I would hope. But he was LeBron James in the world of the movie. Yeah. So um, that was kind of cool. Uh, John Cena was not John Cena. He was a uh, fictional character, But um, although I guess John Cena technically is a fictional character. Um, anyway, Whoa. the uh, what I was going to say about him that I thought was interesting is, and I think it's 80% because of the nudity and 20% because he comes off too sensitive. Mm. Um, when When there is a wrestler in a movie, WWE pumps the shit out of it because it makes them look mainstream. It's true not a single mention of train wreck really <laughs> at well, all i mean <laughs> what are you going to do have amy Schumer guest star on monday night raw it's a little hard to tell you well do but that. even a throwaway you know like a lot That's of times true. they'll they'll play like little uh like behind the scenes like uh like footage reels of them on the set and, you know like talking to the director and they'll interview That's people true. just to be yeah. like our guys are doing movies you should watch wrestling but yeah. with this one, they're like, d- no, d- don't talk. It was like Hulk Hogan after he w- like went and had his racist rant that got revealed. He does no longer exist in the WWE <laughs> train wreck. Think a <laughs> that's a shame then, because
0: they really missed out on an opportunity to maybe get some female fans out of the deal. Cause oh, trust
1: me. They have enough yeah. already with John Cena. And oh, no, I'm sure they do, but that is a yeah. chance
0: to get to a market that they normally would not get to. Would I was yeah. all I'm saying. So I think they missed a trick there for sure. I mean, it is a hard movie to tie in. Like I imagine yes. tying in the Rock's movies is a bit easier because he does like Furious Seven. That's you know, yeah, but easier to tie into a wrestling match with. Train are Like, well, it's about it's about a emotionally uh, and uh, a emotionally immature woman dealing and coming to terms with that. It's like oh, that's not really conducive to a wrestling tie in. But you yeah, know how like they could have tied it something.
1: in. I can tell you right now how they could have tied it in. Reality meets fiction. Because Amy Schumer in real life actually dated Dolph Ziggler, who's another wrestler.
0: Oh, there you go. Of the, or hey, Bill Hader plays a guy, a, a doctor, a sports science doctor. I could have tied it that way too. Oh well. Uh, anyway, Trainwreck was an absolutely amazing movie, and if you haven't seen it, now that we've spoiled it, which we haven't really, no, we haven't spoiled go watch anything it. About it. It's 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 probably it's the funniest movie I've seen this year. Like I'd put it up there. Not the best movie I've seen this year. Inside Out still holds that one pretty much all to itself. Oh yeah. But uh I it's it, it'll probably find its way into my top 10 maybe even top 5 movies of the year this year cuz it was it was good. Uh non-Oscar contender movies? Um could. I mean I think I think it had a lot to say. I mean I don't know about the Oscar our Oscar No no I'm not saying up. do you think it'll
1: be an Oscar contender? I'm saying you think that oh. that movie is going to be in the top 5 including Oscar contenders? It could. Oh yeah. Wow. It could.
0: There's th- I thought I thought very highly of the movie. Like I said it could be top 10 top 5. I don't think it'll drop out of the top 10 though. It's g- it would have to be one hell of an Oscar season for it to drop out of the top uh, top 10.
1: Fair enough. So now you just got me. T- now you just got me excited to talk about the Oscars, but fine, let's talk about TV. <laughs> hey, you the know what the know Oscars are, are televised sooner. on TV, but they are. That is not until late winter, early spring. So let's talk about True. fall TV.
0: Fall TV, let's talk it. Let's let's let let's get down to the brass tacks. I got to say I'm in my professional opinion, as someone that watches a fuck ton of television, probably more than you should. I used to just be like a movie nut, like watch lots of movies, and I still watch way more movies. But ever since like, I got married, my wife really doesn't like movies. She loves TV. So I, I, I before I met her, I had never marathoned a TV show really. So oh, poor bastard. And then she showed me Smallville. And so, mm-hmm. boom, out the gates, all of a sudden, I'm like, woo, Smallville, it's amazing. Watched, like, all like eight seasons of that shit, and I'm just like, I, you know, like, like a Smallville hangover. So lately, I just watch, like, you know, I, I marathon shows now. So uh, with mm-hmm. that in mind, I, let's talk about what shows I might be, you or I might be marathoning this year. Last year, we decided yes or no. So this year, I want to talk about yes well, or no, Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. We're not going to go through and do yes or no, not on this show. What we do it yes or is no is what we do. No, we're not doing yes or no. Thumbs up, thumbs down? No, fuck that shit. That's that's some other I think they are they both dead now. I think they're both dead now. They're they're, is they're he both dead. dead yet. They're both respect. dead.
0: Respect. Respect they're both dead, yeah.
1: Okay. So out of respect, we can't do thumbs up or thumbs down. I think we need to do what we're known for, Brian. And that we're would be for something uh, yeah, other than being awesome, we're known for pumpkin spice latte and salted caramel balls. <laughs> <laughs> you are
0: correct. Uh, so let's, it is pumpkin spice season. Um,
1: yes. yes, 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 yes.
0: So pumpkin spice latte or caramel salted balls. Ooh, let's talk about fall television and get, I oh got, now I want a pumpkin spice latte. And I want shit? some salted caramel balls. Who will d- I'll I'll take those with that pumpkin spice latte. Delicious.
1: Um I think I think for clarification for our new <laughs> for our new listeners, that second one means bad. Just so you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, salted caramel
0: balls. I don't like it when they put salt and caramel together. It's gross and then they add balls and I'm just like, I'm out. I I was out at salt, but fine. Caramel <laughs> and balls also can leave. So yes. So for those of you that have not listened to our, our fall TV guide. If we like it, it's a pumpkin spice latte. If we don't like it, it's caramel salted. It's salted caramel balls. Salted so caramel balls. With that in mind, let's talk about the show that I've already marathoned and watched all of and can very actively review, and that is a Sex show that's the not City. even on TV. Y- why? Actually, I haven't watched all of Sex in the City. I should.
1: Um, nope, you shouldn't. Really shouldn't. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should. Love me some Miranda.
0: She's wacky.
1: Um, really? I was always more of a more of a Charlotte fan you would be a charlotte fan right (sighs) i know samantha
0: that's really where the gold's at anyway before we get lost in past (laughs) TV, current tv um and it's not even on tv but it plays through a device that streams onto my tv netflix porn the series that also but that's a different season and a different show and a different sort of balls that we involve (laughs) with it um narcos from netflix uh, uh yeah i, w- I have i watched o- nothing, all i've heard
1: all about this and have never seen it yet
0: yeah I, it's 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 a lot like weirdly enough it's set up like goodfellas with a lot of narration which turned a lot of people off but i kind of dug it um okay i dug the show i gave i have pumpkin spice latte about it i watched the whole show in probably three nights there's only like 10 or 12 episodes right. so it's you know you watch like three episodes a night you're pretty much there um in less than a week but it was really strongly written. Uh, it's half of it's in Spanish so if you don't like subtitles you're gonna have to like them because <laughs> they just they committed which was awesome because there's so many times I hate when they do like shows about drug dealers and you're like we're going to talk about the drug dealer from Colombia and he just has a uh, huge accent and he's, uh, mm. he's Spanish oh he's crazy but he doesn't speak Spanish like once like every once in a while he'll maybe say Pendejo or something just to remind <laughs> you that oh yeah, he's Spanish. no they're Carlos Escobar or their Escobar. Uh, by Pablo Escobar, it speaks the whole time in Spanish. Like, he doesn't say anything in English, which was awesome. And he's a really great actor to play him, too. So just pumpkin spice latte all over the place on that one for me.
1: I, I'm going to have to go uh, with the same pumpkin spice latte because I've heard nothing but m- just amazing things about the show. So
0: Yeah, it is damn good. It's not, like, if we're getting into real rating, like, like even low ratings, it's like a... Sh- like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. It does get a little repetitive sometimes, but Don't honestly, you throughout the whole. do bring numbers show, into
1: this shit? What are you trying to? Hey,
0: bring in some numbers. I would, I would drink eight pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> out of the <laughs> ten that they would offer me then.
1: Oh, okay, I can, act- I can get behind that. All right, fine. And
0: so it would it would be good? Uh, right. but it it is well worth your time. Check out Narcos on Netflix. Netflix is, and that's part of the thing, by the way. As we get into this, the I'm I, I did I was doing research for this uh for the last couple days.
1: I love it. If it's actually like something important, you won't do any research. But if I but say, uh, hey, we should talk TV, you're like, I'm on
0: it. I'm on it. I was going to do it anyway, so now <laughs> I can just do it with a, write it off on my taxes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, most of the shows that I really like this fall are streaming. I, I got to say, Hulu,
1: Netflix, d- and I think even Prime is getting in there. They're yeah, Amazon. They're Amazon has some
0: it. great series. Yeah and i think i think all the good writers are fleeing network television like the thing i noticed was if you've got it, like a lot of the breaking bad writers have shows on like amazon and netflix now a lot of the writers from like uh, hbo are going to hbo they're going to yeah they're not going to network television anymore which right. means i I'm, I'm not going to lie i did not like a lot of what i saw from network television this year so no. there may be more salted caramel balls this year than we're comfortable <laughs> with. That said, let's launch into the next one. Uh, best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, uh, me
1: first. I'm going to go PSL because I'm super excited about this shit.
0: Okay. D- d- oh, you just wanted to say your pun- I was like, do, do you have a reason behind why you're oh, so yeah, pumpkin spice latte about it?
1: Because it's. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of these on on DVD or VHS or if maybe you've even caught the infomercial where they, try, where they sell this thing. But the uh, Dean Martin variety show, not oh the yeah, roast. I mean, the roasts were great, but the variety yeah, they're good. show. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's not going to be that because it feels like they're doing they're trying to do different things. Like they're going to set up stunts and they're going to set up co- uh, contests and shit. So it's not just going to be a sketch show that's done live, but the, it is going to be done live. And Neil Patrick Harris is an amazing personality for that sort of thing. True. and I just feel like with live TV, and I feel like with somebody as confident and competent as NPH running it, I think that it's gonna bring the gem of live TV where mess ups are gold. Like you get the wrong person as your front man, and they're gonna be so anal about making sure there's no mistakes on their live mm. show that they're just they're a tight wad. But that was the gold of uh, of the Dean Martin show was when like they w- and, and Carol Burnett and stuff like that they they would try and they would try and break up the other their their scene partner. It's true, and, true, and I feel like mostly
0: because Dean was drunk and he's well, yes. like, hey, what can I do to fuck with Frankie over there? <laughs> yeah, to, man, yeah. But the, that was part of the joy of the show.
1: Little secret, he actually wasn't drunk more more often than not when he performed. He was actually acting. Um, Sensational but, actor, then. Yeah, always oh, fantastic. But um, but no, so I, I look forward to seeing some of the stuff they do on the show, but also seeing some of the stuff that doesn't go according to plan, because I think that's where a lot of the gold's going to be.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to weigh in. I actually watched the first episode.
1: How, yeah. how was it? Not good? Um, it's got potential. Okay.
0: Currently, though, it is a salted caramel ball. Really? Um, and not really because of NPH. He does fine for the most part. I mean, it's, it's NPH, so you know what you're getting. You either like the guy or you don't. I dig the guy, so I enjoyed it. Um, he's very witty. He's cool. He's funny. There was a lot of taped segments. Like, there's... Th- it was weird. I'm like, you sold me a live TV show, a live variety show, and they had, like, three taped segments that were both, like, a good five minutes long. 15 minutes of the show is not even live. Like, like there's a whole five minute section where he pulls a a sort of funny prank on the voice judges, crossed over tie in blaring all over it. And it felt kind of staged, actually. Like, it didn't really feel like they were. I I was like, feels not really good. Again, NPH is given 100 percent. But I just was like, whoever was filming this or selling this is not selling it well.
1: It sounds um, like NBC's dropping the ball then on the project. And, yeah, like the,
0: the, the good moments be. actually was um, he had Reese Witherspoon on as a guest. And the banter between the two of them and the few moments where he had like Reese Witherspoon do some like games and stuff like that where you could tell that she didn't know what was coming next mm. was really good. That part. Great. I was like, cool. This is a show I signed up for. This is this is funny. This is good. You know, like, You don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. But to have all that pre-recorded stuff and even within some of the other moments felt kind of pre-canned and like it was too well planned out. Like, yeah, you're right. NPH is great at improv and he's great at song and dance. Nothing with song and dance until like the last minute of the show. They gave him just a couple seconds to do something and then it's done. And I was like, you literally have one of the most talented singing, dancing performers Available to you, and you didn't use him. It'd be like if you had Adrian Peterson on your team and just threw him the football all night long. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And then the Niners beat you. Back to football. Anyway, um, yeah. Maybe so they're
1: saving some s- for other shows, though. I mean, it, it's a series, could be. So maybe I they don't want to do everything all at once.
0: My concern with it was that NBC was like, "Yeah, sure, Neil. Live at live TV show sounds great. Um, we just have a couple notes. Can it be taped?" Um, <laughs> you know, and It was like, um, wait, that's kind of because the other thing that gave me pause is I read an interview with Neil Patrick Harris and they point blank ask him like oh, a variety show seems pretty ballsy. And he his response was, well, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, I'll just do something else. I was like, that's <laughs> not a lot of confidence there. And I mean, sure, maybe he's just taking it low key. I don't know. But I was just like, it seems like you don't have a lot of confidence in your show, Neil. So I want to like the show. I really do. But that first episode was pretty salted and caramely and ballsy. We'll see. I'll, I'll watch the next episode, but I need more NPH and whoever the guests are interacting and less taped segments of crossover NBC promotion. That kind of yeah. killed it for me. Which, so. just
1: a brief note, and this could be just gossip, I don't know, but it's something I heard today. Uh, speaking of the voice, apparently Blake Shelton, who is our new boss. Blurk. Blur, I'm sorry, Blurk Sherton, who's our new yep. boss, and... Uh, uh, and as we know, I, I torpedoed his marriage when I hooked up with Miranda. Such a, such a bad idea. Sorry, not sorry. But um, apparently, he is moving on with his uh, code judge, not Adam Levine as we thought, but Gwen Stefani possibly. Oh, so that, if uh, they're both if they're both on the new season, that could be interesting to see how that plays out. There must be a whole lot of horse shit to dr- try and drive ratings. To get people to watch it. It's actually already doing well. Yeah. All
0: right, All right what's next? We'll what you got? Uh, next up, um, I'm just rolling through a list here, and we will we will not take th- – we've those are the two that we've seen. Past this, it's a lot of conjecture and guessing, and <laughs> does this idea sound good? So if you were like, oh, my God, this is going to be like a five-hour podcast, it's not. We're moving faster. But here we go. The Bastard Executioner from FX. Kind uh, of excited about what this could be. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy creator Kurt Sutter comes a dark tale of medieval warrior who must lay down his sword and take up the life of a journeyman executioner. That's the selling point of the show.
1: My brief thought from me, I'm going to say uh, pumpkin spice latte optimism. My Mm -hmm. first thought when I first saw a brief trailer teaser clip months ago was that, oh, cool, Basic Cable's going to try and get into the Game of Thrones game. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I've seen a little bit more of it uh, with more promotional trailers that come out. I, I'm going to go PSL. I'm going to say gonna go maybe PS- five or six PSL.
0: Right. You're like, could be a PSL. Potential yeah. PSL here. Uh, I, I would say potential PSL as well because if, if if network TV wants to copy Game of Thrones, I'm fine with that because I fucking love Game of Thrones. And right. if you can give me a decent copy of it, I will we'll watch it. I don't care. Uh, you I can totally be pandered to. You know, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to make a series about a uh, uh, a pair of struggling country musicians who host their own podcast and appeal directly <laughs> to me i will watch that i will i will watch it um so yeah no i think pumpkin spice latte for me as well uh yeah the preview didn't thrill me but we'll see what the first episode like is like yeah. i will watch the first episode of that i wouldn't walk away so uh next one moonbeam city off Con- comedy central uh, animated show. Rob Lowe is the idiotic and handsome detective Dazzle Novak in Moonbeam City, an animated spoof of '80s crime dramas with nods to retro electronica and the art of Patrick Nagel.
1: You want to go first? Sell. You want me to?
0: I'll pull first on this one. I actually have watched um, part. I watched the preview for this and clips from it because I was like curious. I was like, Archer? Huh? I think it's. I think it's uh uh, ch- uh psh- salted caramel balls here. That's I'm where I'm going to go to. Just yeah, know it what just, it sounds like. It wants to be Archer so bad. It wants to be Archer, but instead of H. John Benjamin, who is an amazing voice actor, they have Rob Lowe, who I dig Rob Lowe, but not trying to be Archer. And it is literally Rob Lowe saying Archer lines. Oh, that's no good. So, bad. yeah, like you think to yourself, like the show has actually got some funny writing in it. But the delivery of Rob Lowe, you're like, this just sounds wrong. And the character is supposed to be very young, and Rob Lowe sounds old now. I'm sorry, he's Rob Lowe. He's pretty old. He's older guy now. He, he just mm-hmm. sounds. So it sounds, yeah, like Rob Lowe trying to be Archer. So it's salted caramel balls for me.
1: Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and that was my just from when you read the tidbits, I was like that. Just on a personal br- preference thing, it doesn't sound like anything that would appeal to me either. So I'm gonna go. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go the uh, SCB on that one.
0: S C B. Yeah, the art looks good. I will say that. And they got a great cast, except it feels miscast. It's like they got a of got good names, but you're like, I, I don't feel like they, they were just like, this name is big. It'll sell the show. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't, this name feels right for this character. So, yeah. So next up, we got uh, Minority Report from Fox. Uh, what do you think of that, Minority Report?
1: I'm actually kind of optimistically uh, pumpkin spice latte on this one. I loved the movie. And I feel like it's been long enough since the movie that maybe they could give it a shot. I'm confused as to why we need it, but I feel mm. like it th- could be good.
0: Yeah, that's the, the thing. is. It's for those of you that don't know, uh, the show is the first Steven Spielberg film to be adapted into television. Minority Report will take place 10 years after the movie ends with Stark Sands uh, playing identical twins who can see murders before they happen. So if you've seen Minority Report, the movie, it's that, but I'd like a continuation of it. Oh, that's actually cool so then.
1: Was know, I, I was worried I was going to be rehashing the same story, but trying to make mm. it last longer. I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it still kind of is that, but it's also it kind of like it's placed at least differently without the same characters. So we'll see. Uh, Let's make I'm a different pump- prediction. Okay. Sorry.
1: I, I was cutting you off, but I heard you say pumpkins. I'm going to assume you were not going to say pumpkinly shaped salted caramel balls. That That is not what I was going to say. You're right. Okay. So we're both going to go pumpkin spice latte for this. Let's make a different prediction. Assuming that it gets the because ba- it's Fox, right? It's not cable. It
0: is Fox. That's Fox.
1: So, assuming it gets the basic network show treatment and is remotely popular, so sure. again, there's a lot of a lot of action has to take to place for this here. to to you know, for this bet to go. But yes. let's say it gets the usual twenty-two to twenty-four episode run. Sure. How many episodes in, or do they hold off until? The finale or a, nec- a later season before one of the twins s- gets implicated in a future murder, a la the storyline of the movie.
0: Oh, that's probably at the end of the pilot, I imagine. First episode. Oh, you think so? I think it'll come that early. Really? If they're smart. If it, if they're smart, it'll come that early. If they try and drag it out, it's just going to be like, uh, uh, it's going like to be like, like a. It's gonna. Be, that's that's my worry. Is that they're gonna take the minority report concept and just turn it into a crime procedural, which is mm. what they did with. The, I don't know if you remember Person of Interest a few years ago, like Jonathan Nolan wrote it. Yeah, I watched. A f- I watched two episodes and walked because I was like, "Your concept is great, but oh my god, you just turned it into CSI with future seeing. Like, there's mm. nothing special about this show. So that's my worry that they could go with it. But I'm gonna go Pumpkin's spice latte just because ah uh, it's a dark season i gotta be honest <laughs> it is not much <laughs> out there to love so i'm trying to pumpkin spice latte all the all the ones that i'm even kind of hopeful about so uh, kind of i will watch the first episode we'll see what's next uh life in pieces from cbs the mighty titan of family recording oh, is a that single like the
1: modern family ripoff
0: a single-camera comedy starring Diane Weist, James Brolin, Connerx, and Betsy Brandt, *Life and Pieces* portrays an extended family through a series of vignettes with shifting points of view, just like so Modern, *Modern Family*, uh, which G20. has
1: only been out for eight seasons. Yeah,
0: so you know it's probably got to be starting to go away soon, right? There That's what go. they're
1: hoping. It's CBS. They're like, we'll catch
0: all those folks who, uh, who don't watch *Modern Family*. And, I honestly yeah.
1: think on so much stuff, CBS because uh, we've already discussed their demographic is old people. I honestly think CBS is playing on, you know how when there's like a movie and then you go to Walmart and in like the $5 <laughs> bin, there's like the clearly knockoff version of said movie. Yes. Like inst- when, when, when Disney's was Princess and the Frog and I think there was like a very similar looking animated one that also had a black male or female lead that was the frog and the princess, I feel like that's CBS's marketing ploy here is they're just going, let's get as many older people to go, hey, I've heard about this family show. I think it's on CBS now. Let's watch it.
0: No, this is exactly how that's going, because I don't know if you've looked at the cast list. Uh, Modern oh, I family saw the promo picture. They look like oh, the fucking you? Modern Family people. Uh-huh. Except there's some things missing. What's missing? No hmm. gays.
1: I'm going to guess no gays.
0: There's no gays and uh, no Latinos. It's white people. This is Modern <laughs> Family if you're a racist homophobe, which, let's be <laughs> honest, is a large percentage of CBS's wheelhouse. is uh, like, like just I don't know a lot about CBS television, but I'll tell you this much. They, most of their shows feature white people solving white people problems. And if it there's a black true. person, he's like their best friend or their partner or something. Or the criminal. Or the criminal. Yeah, almost always it's a minority who's a criminal on, on a show. Or if it's a white guy, it's like a really methy looking white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a meth out yeah. white guy. No, CBS is the channel for your old racist grandma to watch and agree with things and not be offended by the damn gays that are on there, which is unfortunate and crappy. But yeah, Life in Peace is, seems to me like pretty much s- somebody whitewashed uh, Modern Family and it's going to give it the CBS treatment. So I got to yep. be honest. Um, a lot of network... Network TV basically now is old people TV for me. I mean, there's still like like Minority Report, you watch the trailer for that, it looks like it's designed to appeal to old people. Even that, to me, watching the trailer, like, they're like, there's no sex, there's not that much violence, don't worry, old people, you'll enjoy it. Like, it's not... Like, Fox is still kind of out there, so I feel like they're still pushing it, but NBC, CBS, or ABC, most of their shows are designed most, to... yeah. Yeah, ABC pushes it. I got to say just a little shout out to Fresh Off the Boat, which I just started watching. Great show. Really good. Um, it's about uh, an Asian family coming to America, and they open a uh, steakhouse in Orlando. Oh yeah. Really funny, hilarious show. Like, really well written. Great point of view about what it's like for an immigrant family coming to America. Loved it. I've I watched half the season on Hulu, and I'm going to keep watching it. So uh, the next one, as long as we're going into old people TV, a uh, big one that I, I keep seeing ads for in theaters when I go to watch a movie, they always has have the first look cinema. Oh right. um, they're always pushing Blind Spot from NBC. So uh, uh, Blind Spot is the story of a beautiful woman mysteriously shows up in Times Square with no memory of her past. I'm just gonna stop you right now. It's but a Born Identity of intricate tattoos.
1: It's it's like Born Identity, and they're trying to. they're gonna the tattoos are clues and puzzle pieces and i don't know i'm i'm gonna salted caramel balls all over this one because oh yeah
0: no it's it it is it is born identity for old people is what it is it's like (laughs) did did the plot and the camera move a bit fast for you how about we slow it all down and give you a pretty young girl to look at, but she's got tattoos, so you know she's done something bad in her past. Like that's <laughs> like that's the, gonna be their selling point for this. And yeah, my, all the ads I watched, I was just like, I don't give a shit.
1: My favorite part of their of of the ad that I saw ad nauseum. It was during Sunday night football, and uh, all I remember was I felt held hostage because I was watching one program for more than three hours, and I saw the fucking commercial for Blind Spot at least 50 times. Um, oh, yeah. But at one point, they actually have some character who's talking on the phone or radio to somebody and says, her entire life is a blind spot. And I was like, oh! <laughs> done! <laughs> what are we? Some kind of suicide
0: squad? <laughs> like, they need Will Smith. <laughs> they need Will Smith to go in there. What are we? Like, the men in black or something? Like, just, what is this? <laughs> a blind spot? It's I, I call that the Will Smith moment now. Like, it should just dub Will Smith over the top of me and saying the titles of things, you know? <laughs> that would be amazing. They should enter um, him
1: into old movies, like like plop him into The Godfather, and at some point it's like, <laughs> uh, this I cannot do. Yo, because he's The Godfather.
0: He has to ask a question. So that sc- first scene in Godfather would be him being like, it's my daughter's wedding. What are you, some kind of Godfather? Like, it's just like, <laughs> everything <laughs> needs to pause. Like, like uh, in Casablanca, when... Uh, when she comes off the plane, and Will Smith needs to get off the plane right after, and be like, "Where are we?" in some kind of Casablanca, and just like walk <laughs> out. So get on it, Will Smith. It's your future. No, as, let's as, get as on a, it, us. That's true. We should. Do <laughs> that's, that's what I want to be. I want to be paid to do that. But uh, yeah, uh, I feel like um, Blind Spot is basically like what they, like I said, it's TV for old people. That show Scorpion that everyone fucking loves. Scorpion, it's so amazing. The show that is about hackers. That is like the least hackery show ever. Like they hack an airplane in the first episode. You're like, that doesn't even need to be a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, watch watch the first episode of Scorpion. If you know anything, if you know if you know how to operate an iPad, you will watch Scorpion and go, bullshit. That's, <laughs> it doesn't even. Do. So yeah. Uh, anyway, before we get lost in old people television, let's yeah. talk about something from us being old people now: the Muppets on ABC. Yay! It's I don't
1: even care. I'm gonna say pumpkin spice latte, and I just pray that it makes it more than a few seasons. I hope that people get behind it.
0: As as with all things Muppets, I will call it yes, pumpkin slice latte as well because it's a thing I remember and I love it. Um, Go <laughs> old. I, uh, we're getting to be old people. I remember this from my childhood. I will immediately like it, no matter whether it's good or not. Um, but no, uh, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> No, it's true. that's exactly why I'm liking it. Because I'll tell you, well, based off the promos and what I've heard about it, I've not got strong feelings about it. As, as an objective person, I'm a little worried. It is The Muppets are back with a mockumentary-style comedy that delves into their personal lives as they make a show within a show starring Miss Piggy and produced by Kermit the Frog. Uh, you just mm, eh, Pumpkin spice latte for The Muppets, but I feel like the ghost of Jim Henson is like, did you guys sell me out? Did you sell out? Because I feel like you sold out, guys. Like the ghost well, of Jim Henson just cries himself to sleep at night.
1: When did Disney acquire the Muppets? Have they always had the Muppets? When did Disney acquire the no, Muppets? No, it
0: was the like early two thousands, I think, or mid two thousands they acquired the Muppets. Hmm. Like about two years before the first Muppet new Muppet movie that came out. They they got they bought the Muppets. Okay. Or maybe it was before that. But it's been it's been a while. It's been like probably ten years. Nine to ten years. Okay. So uh, I'm still hopeful yeah. it's
1: going to be good. It's the fucking Muppets. oh god, yeah,
0: yeah, no. I'm I, I'll watch it, but uh, I I'm a little hey. worried that it might not connect hey. with people.
1: Hey, hey, Brian. Yeah. Give g- Give me a little Miss Piggy.
0: <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to read that for you again in my Miss Piggy voice. The Muppets from ABC. The Muppets <laughs> are back with a documentary-style <laughs> comedy that dumps in the. There you go, folks. That was some more of my <laughs> flawless Miss Piggy impression. Oh uh, it's so good. Br- it's so lifelike. Uh, premieres Tuesday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. Check it out. Enjoy it. This has been Miss Piggy. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the next one, which I'll continue to read in my Miss Piggy voice. Uh, Oh, cool. Thanks. Scream Queens on Fox. Uh, Another Ryan Murphy thing. The guy from Glee made American Horror Story. Okay. From Glee executive producers Ryan Murphy and Adam Brennan comes a thriller comedy set as the at the fictitious Wallace University, where a devil clad killer targets the sisters of Cap House exactly 20 years after an unspeakable tragedy. Now this show is set up; it's another anthology show, just like American Horror Story, where uh, it's Scream Queens, so it's female based horror, so it's about a bunch of girls from a frat or a sorority who are stalked by a devil clad killer. And then next season it will be about something entirely different. So it's American oh Horror okay. Story kind of like that. So it's a little different. I'm just tired of Ryan Murphy. I'm sorry. I'm just tired of him.
1: Yeah. And what's the network again? Fox. I'm going to pass on that one. I'm going to say to Karma Balls. I don't I don't, uh, I don't. don't get a vibe from it. Which, Which I'll means say it'll this probably it be sm- a smash hit. But smash
0: hit, right? Uh, no, the thing with Ryan Murphy is that the first seasons of his shows are great. Like the first season of Glee was awesome. First season of American Horror Story was great. First season of Nip Tuck, fantastic. Those are his three shows that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the first season of this will probably be pretty good, but it will then suck balls consecutively for the next however many years it's on TV. So I'm going to give it a pumpkin spice latte, but only for season one. And gotcha. also it's got, Emma, it's got Emma Roberts in the lead, and I, I. she's one of my favorite Emmas. She's like my third favorite Emma. I was going to say. Actually, like, uh, my fourth favorite Emma, because I have to throw my dog in there. <laughs> but that's not on, like, a sexual attractive scale. That's just, like, if we're liking Emmas. All right, uh, cruising along with some speed here. Uh, CBS presents Limitless. Based on the 2011 Bradley Cooper film, Limitless stars Jake McDormand as a man who takes a pill, which allows him to use 100% of his brain, not scientifically true, and help the FBI crack complex cases.
1: The right? When fuck?
0: When, when is... When is, um like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I guess they're just mining 2000s, shows movies from the 2000s that not kind even. of like. Not even, that was 2011.
1: That was, was it ele- 2011. I it was you just read yeah. it.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, God, it was. Yeah, I, I didn't even look at that. I, I just read these things in my Miss Piggy voice. I don't
1: Literally really four fucking years ago. So Hollywood is, just to go on a really brief tangent, Hollywood is remaking their old shit. And now TV is remaking Hollywood shit. Hollywood shit, yeah. That's exactly
0: what's happening. I'm going
1: back to radio. Fuck this. Salted caramel balls all over Salted that Salted caramel balls. I di- next.
0: I didn't even I didn't even like the movie. I doubt the show is going to make it any more scientifically accurate. And it's on CBS, so I guarantee <laughs> you the fact that he uses 100% of his brain is going to get trotted out as much as possible. I can already even tell though you
1: the, uh, the marketing tie-in for that demographic. It will be a little blue pill that he takes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Then he'll be like, I feel vigorous now suddenly. Mm -hmm. I actually watched the preview for it. It looked fucking awful. Oh, and by the way, Bradley Cooper is guest starring in it throughout the whole first season. Like, he's actually in it. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. But, yeah, if you like Bradley Cooper.
1: He must have had some kind of tie in his contract uh, because, you know, he probably still has some ties to it. It's only four fucking years ago.
0: Right. (laughs) uh, He's only in like a few episodes. But still, I guess he's like they're going to tie it in. Good luck. Anyway, uh, next up, another NBC show. Uh, As long as we're talking about remakes, Heroes Reborn. I
1: (sighs) Okay. I actually enjoyed Heroes all the way through, not as much at the end as at the beginning, but it got got bashed a lot for people saying that it just went off the rails. I don't think it went as batshit crazy as Lost, but I do think it lost its way. I am happy-ish to see them take another swing at it, and simply because Zachary Levi is in it, I'm going to go ahead and say pumpkin spice latte with optimism.
0: All right. I uh, If there were any way I could put salted caramel balls in my pumpkin spice latte, I would do that because I don't have high hopes. Uh, the first season of Heroes was pretty good. And then it just went I, I even watched season two and enjoyed most of it. The, the season that everyone f- hated, I was like, it's okay. Season three blew out like it just got to a point where it just became a soap opera mm. with powers. And well I was the like, problem I'm is out.
1: they need to they need to not have somebody that can time travel. As soon as you introduce time traveling oh. in a show, there is no no death I can happen, so nothing s- matters.
0: Such bad news for you. Guess who one of the holdovers is? Hero. Hero is in this. God yeah. damn it. Yes. <sighs> so yeah he's there and I'm already like crap and he's, I'm sure he'll be very cute I and very honorable and valiant I think and, and uh I th- fuck I up don't the plot.
1: I don't remember what happened with Siler I might actually go and binge watch Heroes again because I don't—I genuinely don't remember what happened with his storyline if he is alive I, I don't head. either bec- but I feel I like sub-care. I saw him in the commercial for this
0: he's not involved he's not Zach- Zachary Kinto is 100% not involved in any way with the show so if it's okay. Siler then they've just recast him with Zachary Levi or something okay. so it could be Which could similar. it could do. could be. But yeah, no, I he's, don't he's think,
1: not it. I don't think they just swap Zachary's. I imagine there's probably a, a <laughs> why not? Difference. They're both named
0: Zachary. They both have dark hair. Makes sense to me. Hey, Make it happen.
1: Now, I'm can... just excited to see uh, Zachary Levi back on NBC because I loved him and Chuck. I know that's a stupid reason to be excited about seeing him on NBC, right. but he's a, he's a good dude.
0: I've dug him in pretty much everything he's done. So I'll, I'll give him a hope shot. But, uh, just as a quick thing, it's uh, five years after the end of the original Heroes, both in the show's timeline and in real life. Tim mm-hmm. Kring's limited series about ordinary people with super abilities picks up in a world hostile toward the Evos. So I'm just like, mm, maybe uh, Tim Kring wasn't knocking it out of the park at the end of season four of Heroes when we don't even remember what happened to one of the main characters. I don't have high hopes.
1: I, uh, It I- at least it makes sense, because I, I, I do know the way they left it, which made me upset, because I feel like they had another season to go. Was was where it did finally. uh, One of them did finally let the world know that they exist, type of a thing. And I was like, okay, this could be cool. Oh, it's canceled.
0: Yeah, they were headed in the right direction. I, I, I'll give them an episode to win me back. And if they don't, give them two because it's probably going to be a
1: big ensemble thing. So give them two. I did that with
0: Gotham last year, and it just didn't.
1: didn't Gotham ended up being so good. We'll see. I, you did. know, I liked.
0: I saw. I saw a preview for season two, and the kid they got to do the Joker. I was like, oh, I could give a shit. I might watch the, the thing first that, season.
1: The thing that worries me about that is the Joker should not be that much older than Bruce Wayne, in my opinion.
0: He shouldn't, but I I feel like if you go too young, you risk getting corny with like a little kid who's like, I'm crazy. Well, <laughs> like, what? then
1: you know, you know. The solution is you don't fucking use the Joker yet.
0: Or well, I wouldn't give a shit about the show unless they did so. Um. Uh for me they got the the only reason I'm even considering watching season 2 is that I saw a little bit of the guy with the joker and I was like, "Oh, he seems all right. Fish Mooney's gone. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah, Fish Mooney's gone. I I, I assume. Um and you uh never know. and then uh but what I haven't seen on the commercials is Donald Logue still with the show?
0: I don't know. No idea. Cuz I
1: fucking loved him.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's on there anymore. Uh I I I've been in need of a good superhero show because the motherfucking Flash doesn't come back till October, which is too far away because I love that show.
1: We are almost out of time, so let's speed round it again.
0: Well, yep. then here we go. Speed round yet again to continue. <laughs> uh, the player on NBC, Wesley Snipes and Charity Wakefield, co-star in a casino set thriller about high-stakes gamblers who bet on secret operatives' ability to prevent crime.
1: Now, on that one, I'm going to go with probably Salty Karma Balls, and I feel or horrible saying this, but it's because of Wesley Snipes' involvement. I'm just instantly like, eh, it's probably not going <laughs> to work. I go 100% the other way. I fucking love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> uh, pumpkin Spice
0: Latte because of Wesley Snipes. So Fair there enough. you go. Blood and Oil on ABC. Billy <laughs> La
1: No, I'm not even going to let you talk about it. I'm going no, s- to I'm going to summarize it blindly. No, blindly let me do this. It, okay. is, it is Dallas, but it's done on network TV, and they have Don Johnson of Miami Vice fame with some other dude that looks like he should be on a soap opera. And there's going to be some network television-style fucking, which is always lame. And it's going to be a primetime soap opera. I give it Salted Caramel Balls. It might get a season and a half, though, out of people liking it at first because of pretty people on it. There are, and I have to say,
0: Rebecca Rittenhouse, who plays uh, the lady on it, is a very attractive lady. But uh, that's the only reason I would ever, as as you are correct, Salted Caramel Balls for the Dynasty remake with Don Johnson. <laughs> yes. So boo. Yeah, Dynasty
1: uh, and Dallas merged and gave birth to a, a prepubescent network show about oil. Yeah.
0: It's terrible. Uh, Quantico off ABC. A little, they're pushing this one a lot. Priyanka Chopra is Alex Parrish, a, re- a recruit rigorously trained at the Quantico FBI base, who finds herself
1: the top suspect in the worst terrorist attack on American soil since, you guessed it, 911. Uh, I'm actually going to go optimistic pumpkin spice latte because I want it to do well. And the reason for that is uh, there's a friend of a friend of ours on this. Um, our, our, our buddy Brian Forrest that we worked with on the tour of the fight, too. He was on uh, Video Game High School web series with Joanna Brady, and she's the cute blonde chick on the show. So okay, for her going from a web show to an actual lead on an NBC like new series... I'm hoping. I'm hoping she does well. Hope. It, I hope the show works out.
0: I'll, I'll give it a shot. Friend of friends on it. I'll give it a shot. I dig Brian Forrest. He's a good guy, so he's got to be friends with good people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will give it a wing. But um, I don't have high hopes. It looks like pretty people solve mysteries. But I could be wrong.
1: Oh no, no, no! I don't think it's gonna be solved mysteries. They're all uh, CIA recruits or FBI whatever agents. FBI. They, yeah, no, they're, uh, they're going through quite a. Yeah, they're they're, they're d- cadets, like an academy or something. I think, and, and
0: I, I guarantee you, there's gonna be murders and 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 things. Well, it's for them that to one of them is
1: suspected to be a terrorist, is what it is, and so it's gonna be. Yeah, a, be like kind of a whodunit of which one of them is the terrorist. That'll be like the
0: overarching thing, I think. But uh, they're gonna try and make you think it's the uh, the uh, the Indian the girl, yeah. And of it won't be. It won't be. No, it'll, it'll probably be. be it'll
1: probably be our pretty little blonde friend of a friend.
0: It'll be the whitest person you can (laughs) see in Uh, Brittany Snow is actually going to guest star as the... The whitest white girl (laughs) will guest star as the bomber or whatever, yeah. Okay, uh, speeding along. Uh, I'm very curious about your reaction to this one. Grandfather, John Stamos on Fox, is a swinging bachelor whose life is turned upside down upon the revelation that he's not only a father, but also a
1: grandfather. I I actually like John Stamos and uh, Josh Peck. But it's it's a Fox comedy. I just feel like it's gonna fail. They they don't know how to yep. do comedy at Fox. They are
0: not. They even unless it's animated. They have no clue what the fuck uh, they're salted doing. Salted caramel balls on that one. Salted caramel balls as well. Sorry, John Stamos. Uh, the, let's let's burn right into the next Fox. The Grinder. Rob Lowe again and uh, Fred Savage. Rob Lowe plays a famous fake TV lawyer who, after his show is canceled, hey, is that a comedy? Moves home To work with. Yep. Moves salted caramel balls. Next. Fox Moon on Doctor Ken on ABC. Ken Jeong, uh, the actual doctor, plays a physician with zero bedside manner on his new multicam comedy from ABC.
1: I'm gonna say uh, it's on ABC. Yep. I'm gonna give it uh, potential for pump spi- pumpkin spice latte. It's gonna get two and a half, maybe three seasons. Um, it may not be great.
0: Okay, I would go uh, salted caramel balls on that motherfucker. Okay. Boom, dropped. The CW, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Rachel Bloom stars as Rebecca Bunch in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a musical comedy about a young woman who moves across the country to be near her high school boyfriend.
1: Fuck yes, that will be a smash hit because we don't have any other musical shows since Glee left. That's going to fill the void. Pumpkin Spice Latte. I think it's got a
0: shot. Pumpkin Spice Latte as well. Uh, We're winding down here, and I'm going to wind
1: down with our last show. Supergirl on CBS. Oh, I'm so excited for this to potentially be good, but it's CBS. I didn't know that until you just said that, and I just dropped a little bit in my hopes. Yeah. Fuck, I was hoping that was CW. Um.
0: She's going to appeal to old people so hard. No, actually, here's the good news. The showrunners, the creators of the show, are the guys that created Arrow and The Flash. Then it's I'm on board.
1: I'm on board with hopeful optimism for Pumpkin Spice Latte. I still think CBS can fuck it up. But mm. I'm, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, what do you think? I have high
0: hopes. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I, I, do, I love The Flash. I've heard Arrow's good. Um, but at some point, these guys have got to fail, right? And I'm a little worried this could be it, particularly because CBS is there to bring them down. So I'm going to say an unoptimistic s- pumpkin spice latte. Uh, we missed a lot of great stuff. There's Ass Evil Dead, which I think is going to be amazing a lot of other great shows I'll we didn't even what, get to the streaming
1: shows our next uh, our next quarter hour let's just do a tv episode sure we can w-
0: you know what i've heard that uh the tv studio executives from uh uh final hour studios would love to come on and give us the rest of the fall preview in the next final hour i think uh, uh,
1: i think that's probably we should probably just get them in the in the booth for quarter hour and we should do it but we have a literally ran out of time on this one so you nope. guys that have been listening for a while, you know how you can reach out to us via social media. If you don't know, listen to older episodes. They're on iTunes. They're on any kind of podcast thing on Android. Thank you for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we will catch you next time. And that poor little Muslim kid didn't deserve now, to go to don't jail. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let me tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let get you down.
0: You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all.
1: This has been a Dry Run production.